Before we start today's show, I just want to remind you that we're talking about Lifetime movies today, and the best way to watch Lifetime is with Philo, and our good friends at Philo are sponsoring the whole season because they want you to watch all of the Christmas movies your heart could possibly desire, and they're giving you two months uh, with 25% off to do that. All you got to do is go to philo.tv slash DTH. You watch all these Lifetime movies, the Hallmark movies, Up, all that good stuff is over there on Philo. So philo.tv slash DTH, 25% off two months, unlimited DVR that lasts you a year. Oh, it's so amazing. philo.tv slash DTH. On to the show. This is a Bramble Jam podcast. Oh, what an exciting day today we have, Patrick. First of all, Pat, how are you? I'm great, of course. So excited for today. I can't believe it's here finally. It's it's here finally. And you are so excited because I've always told you this. This is not the first time I've told you this, but you are like Regis. And so when interviews come, I'm like, I got to call my buddy Patrick. Well, thank you very much. I always say like when I do an interview, which is not often, um, I'm not an Oprah I'm not I'm not Sally Jesse Raphael over here. I'm just Patrick here to uh, find out stuff about Lifetime and, you know, stuff that I'm interested in, which is basically Lifetime and snacks. That's right. <laughs> and uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about both of those things today with the executive vice president, head of programming of Lifetime, Amy Winter. Amy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, first of all. Uh, it's officially November, so I do feel safe saying that. I think we can. Yes. Merry Christmas to you too. Thank you. I've been saying Merry Christmas since like July, but people like, you know, get all upset about it, but I feel it's safe now. My local Christmas station, well, my local radio station switched all Christmas today. And so I feel good about it. I feel like we're, we're in it. Halloween's over. It's time for Christmas and lifetime is not ready for Christmas quite yet. You all are starting a little bit later, right, Amy? We, we, yes, we have a we have a new plan this year, um, and we're actually uh, doing a, a pretty big movie this weekend um, to lead into our Christmas. We've got Highway to Heaven um, in in movie form with the fantastic Jill Scott as our angel uh, this Saturday, and then we kick it into gear um, following that. So, I love, love it. I love like, it. Brand, do you know Jill Scott like music? I don't know if that you're that's your vibe, really. I don't, but I will. She's awesome. She's like a poet, like singer. So okay. like, she really I know exactly like, some, some slam poetry action. Hey, you know, yeah. Jill Scott's like one of my OG favorites. So whenever she's in a Lifetime movie, I'm so excited. So I love it. Really love excited. It. Um, Amy, I, well, we're going to do like a, a question, like a couple question things. Um, so Brand will take the first question um, and then I'll follow up with a question just so you know, like the format of what we're doing because you know again i said i don't do interviews often so i want to like make everything very transparent that's oprah does the same thing um so before we dive into the plan this year which i'm very intrigued by the plan this year i want to know a little bit about you how you ended up where you are because i know this isn't your first network and you've done things before this and you've kind of been in this uh space for a bit so tell everybody a little bit about you and uh how you ended up doing what you're doing right now at lifetime 
Sure. Um, so I joined literally two weeks before pandemic shutdown. <laughs> so, oh, so it's your fault. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. no. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, and I came from another competitor um, in the Christmas movie space, a, a smaller one named Up. Um, so we have been doing Christmas movies over there and they're very familiar to me and I love them as much as you guys do. Uh, and, uh, and prior to that, I actually, um, worked at TLC, uh, and primarily doing reality shows over there, um, as, as you would expect. But, um, so I joined Lifetime and the first thing that we did once COVID hit and everything was getting, getting shut down is said, okay, we have to pivot our everything that we're doing. And if we were going to put movies on the air in September or wherever it was, forget that because once everything opens up again, we got to get the Christmas movies in, into the schedule. So everything that we did once we were able to go back out was Christmas focused. Wow. That's crazy. So you pulled together the last, I remember like the like kind of press photos coming out for the holiday season. Like there the productions had like the the plexiglass kissing and stuff, like all that type of stuff was happening at Lifetime. How did you handle like um, kind of filming during a pandemic? Like that that must have been crazy. You know, it was it, it was easier this year than it was last year. Last year, I think we were learning as we went, and um, and travel was really difficult. You know, figuring out how long people needed to be quarantined was challenging. Um, some people just didn't wanted to stay put, you know, so it was, um, it was really tough getting that schedule together. And you, yes, the plexiglass, I think was just so incredibly inventive. I don't think we had to roll the plexiglass out this year. I think we got a little bit more clear on, on the guidelines and happy to say that there will be kissing. <laughs> um, love, the, love the Christmas kiss. Love yeah. the Christmas kiss. And I'm also happy to say that there'll be more than two people in in each scene. <laughs> there you go. It's a it's a step in the right direction for sure. Um, so really quick, head of programming. That's a nice title. Mm -hmm. I don't know all that it entails. Like I'm imagining you're reading scripts and greenlighting those, and then you're making the schedule, and then you're like, how much are you involved when when we say head of programming? What does that mean? Well, it is, um, it is at Lifetime, we have, we have three different areas that we program within. One is um, obviously the movie strands and we're, we are actually the number one producer of TV movies in the world. I don't know that many people know that. I think people like to give other people the crown, but it's actually us. Um, and uh, we really um, take that very seriously. So that's a big piece of my job. The other side is we do unscripted um, series uh, we have done scripted series in the past. We don't have any currently. And then um, and then we acquire some content too. You know, like we just uh, recently uh, started running Castle on our air um, this past month. But, you know, we have we have some of your old favorites uh, that show up on our air. So it's those th three things. But I'm working in tandem with um, a number of different departments across our um you know, our network. So we've got our strategy, strategy and scheduling team. We've got our marketing and press and digital social, all this. Um, and it's sort of, uh, um, uh, you know, we, we just get together and, 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 and sort out all this stuff. So, so when it comes to Christmas, which is quite possibly the biggest 
endeavor in the building and that that includes all of a &E networks i think it just you know takes a village for us to get this up and running um it, it it's really a sight to see how um how amazing this team comes together and works and uh and how much we've been able to innovate in the past year too which i'm excited about yeah i mean it's so exciting of course to have like the new schedule of like the movie a day uh in december and there's a few weekends leading up to that so we like ease into it um but the movie a day is so interesting like advent calendar christmas movie i i love that um and amy you kind of downplayed um your your previous like resume um because i just want to be clear that like you're like maria von trapp you're like my favorite things like you do all my favorite things basically and like your time at tlc like the stuff that you were involved in like you were involved in like the the brand shift right the, from the learning channel to like like the um john and kate's and the honey boo boos of of the world more pop culture uh touchstones without yeah. amy winter there's no honey boo boo and i, I <laughs> I would, I would actually say that's probably pretty accurate. I really <laughs> put myself out there for, for, for that family. They were, they were hilarious. Um, but yes, I, I really enjoyed my time at TLC. I'm not going to lie. There are some, um, many of my, the programs I'm associated with are still on and doing quite well. Um, there's a lot of great families and talent that, um, that I really did enjoy working with. Um, you know, people in the wedding space too, you know, all sorts of, oh, I, I had a lot of fun on that brand. Um, and right. so and you can tell like, that's what, what comes through the content is that like, it's an enjoyable thing to watch for the viewer and probably like to be a producer as well. Yes. Well, and I have to tell you, you know, our unscripted team here at Lifetime has been incredibly busy. We just announced several new series that are coming on the air next year. So look out. I think we've got a few glimmers in our eye that you might like. Moving cool. <laughs> yeah. So do you, my question, I guess, since I didn't really ask a question on my turn, <laughs> as I want to do, you know, whatever. Um, do you um, see like a, a bigger shift for Lifetime, like anything coming up like that's in your mind of like, you know, maybe with the movie, the movie brand, the LMN or the reality space, like are, are there going to be like big shifts in the content or do you think it's going to be pretty much the same formula that, that Lifetime has been pursuing for now? There are going to, the, the staple programming that we're known for, we're going to continue to deliver on. So I think that, you know, uh, when we're not ha um, uh, in our happy holiday mode, we, uh, we do rely on a lot of true crime. Um, we have, um, you know, the VC Andrews collection uh, that we do as well. We um, do a lot of music biopics. You know, um, we actually have the number one um, movie this year with the Wendy Williams movie and Doc, which was fantastic, um, oh, bad. delicious. And then, um, and then Salt and Pepper uh, ran recently this year and did phenomenally well. So all of those are back. We do have a few things that are coming out um, um, that are new. We recently announced a new movie with um, Angie Harmon. Uh, that's kind of like a procedural, but it's, you know, two, it's a two hour movie and it's, um, I actually went on the set last week and it's amazing. So I'm excited about that. And there's a few other things that we're going to try just to branch out and see if um, we can explore some new genres um, in the scripted side. On the unscripted side too, I think that there's opportunity to branch out and, and try some other stuff. Married at First Sight is a huge juggernaut on our air, but we've got a couple more things coming. 
um, in the relationship space and, and docu-series too that I, I think are pretty exciting. Awesome. It brings up a question that I've been wondering for a while, which is the the pivot at Christmas time is so fascinating to me because with your competitors, uh, whether it's you know the bigger dogs or smaller dogs, the movies throughout the year are similar to the Christmas ones. It's just with Christmas magic. Where at Lifetime, you're doing so many different things. Like you mentioned, the the biopics to the killer cheerleaders to the reality TV. And then at Christmas, it's just totally different. So I'm interested, one, in the history behind that. Because I know Lifetime has kind of been in the Christmas space for a while now. But they really amped up a few years ago um, with what they were putting out and the quantity. So I want to know the history of that, how that ended up happening. And two, just how you guys kind of think about that pivot, because it is very interesting. It is, especially in prior years where you were transitioning in October, it is such a killer cheerleader. Here's some Christmas. It's so like intense. So one, the history and two, kind of the thought process behind the the pivot. Yes, we recognize that, uh, you know, Here's what I would say say to that is that Chris, Christmas is really the Super Bowl of of the romance movies, right? I, and I think that there's um, there's an audience that comes for that type of movie in particular during that time frame. During other parts of the year, we know that they're in, at least the, our audience they're in, they're entertained by something that gives them a little bit more of a roller coaster ride, if you will. So um, yeah, we didn't love the um, pivot from the um, cheer, the scary cheerleaders last year to <laughs> again COVID made it a little bit challenging to find a, a, a better. Um, a shoulder program to get into it. This year we have uh, built um, a schedule that has some, um, some not, I wouldn't say softer, but you know, some more inspirational titles on the way in so that we are kind of, you know, cleansing the palate from, from murder and mayhem. Uh, so we had Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And then last this past weekend, we had a, a incredible um, movie called Torn from Their Arms, which is about the issue um, at the border where um, kids were being separated from, you know, parents. And then, uh, and then as mentioned, Highway to Heaven. So I think we have a, a, a different type of ramp into the season this year. Um, and then we'll, we'll go back to our, our, it's, I like to say we're naughty and nice. You know? <laughs> so we'll go back to the naughty side after that. <laughs> oh, do, yeah. you, do you see a stark difference in your demos, uh, you know, in these two months, November, December versus the rest of the year? Or do the people uh, like Patrick that watch, uh, you know, all the movies, everything that's coming out, whether it's Killer Cheerleader or a biopic or whatever, stick around for Christmas? Or do you see a big drop off and just more people picking it up? I think you see, I think you see more people picking it up. You know, honestly, it's interesting. Lifetime's audience is, um, has the most unique uh, viewers of anybody out there, which means that we bring more different people to the table than anybody in in the Christmas space. Um, I think some of our other competitors, you know, they've got a really loyal audience and they stay tuned the entire time, right? But we're we're bringing in um, a, a broader a broader spectrum, and I think that we're very intentional about making sure that our programming reflects that broader spectrum, and we always have 
been that way. Um, I think Lifetime is a leader in diverse, diversity and inclusion. Um, I'm happy to say that other people are diving into that as well right now, uh, but I think we'll continue to try to lead that trend. Well, and we love that, that that Lifetime is always about diversity and inclusion for all types of, of minorities, um, LGBTQ plus included, which would be me here, um, obviously. Um, but I just think that's so great. And what, what I love about Lifetime and something that is really exciting um, is that Lifetime has always been a network where it is for like underrepresented people. Um, in the 80s, it was women not getting to tell their stories and Lifetime was a place for women to do that and be seen um, by millions of viewers. Um, and I love that behind the scenes at Lifetime, we have female directors and writers. Um, so my question for you, Amy, is growing up uh, as a, a, a little Amy, what was your um, perception of Lifetime and how has that influenced like how you are going to move forward with the, the brand of, of Lifetime, you know, the, the television for women, um, you know, that type of like old school thought of what Lifetime I is. I love this question and I've never been asked this question. It's so fun. Oprah. Um, <laughs> uh oh, oh no, I love that. When I grew up um, and I started to get into television and I was aware of Lifetime, I I actually had such an attitude about it. I was like, why do we need television for women? I I I don't choose television based on the fact that I'm a woman. That's that feels kind of bizarre, you know. And um, yeah. so I was kind of anti it for a while. Mm. But the reality is, is you know, I went into TV very, very early in my career. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And Lifetime has always been a competitor uh, that I had to keep my eye on. I was at Turner for years and all this other stuff. And I, and what I would say is that in this world, first of all, I I now fully embrace television for women by women. I think it's oh, yeah. amazing. But the other, but the other thing is, is that there's so few brands out there that occupy a clear space in people's minds um, where you know exactly like they, they can say it back to you, you know, oh, that's television for women or or like when some crazy story comes out in the news and people go, that sounds like a Lifetime movie. And we're like, yes, it does. You know, so it's really just a remarkable um, uh, it, thing. And so it was so exciting for me to come here with and work on a brand that has this um, equity out there um, and, and make sure that we're fulfilling what people want from it. Yeah, because it does have like, um, oh, what did you just say? Oh no, I forgot the phrasing, but you said like the recognition, like Lifetime yeah. is, is synonymous with TV movie, I think. Mm -hmm. So I, it's just like a fun place to come from. And uh, yeah. Okay. Moving on. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> no, you're fine, man. Uh, so heading into the Christmas season, uh, it is different. We mentioned different than the past couple years, which by the way, I think it was 2019. Patrick, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like Lifetime jumped the gun on the Christmas movies and they beat Hallmark to the punch. And it was just such a great day. I just, I love the little things like that, where it's just like, Hey, we're going live with Christmas. I thought it was great this year. A little bit different. Halloween's over. Uh, we're going to wait a couple weeks to what some people might say is a more appropriate time to start uh, Christmas movies. So talk about the decision, first of all, um, and then talk about the 
the the rhyme behind or the reason behind um, going daily in December. It's very interesting. I don't think I've ever seen it done before. I'm very intrigued how it's going to play out ratings wise. So talk about it. Absolutely. So what we, it was actually in mid season last year that we started to notice that Boy, people really, you know, the diehards really want their Christmas movies starting and they'll they'll come on Halloween. It's not a problem. Um, And the diehards will be there um, all through November. And we've got movies Friday, Saturday and Sunday for 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 those fans. But what we really realize is that people just want it on all the time once you get to that Thanksgiving week. And by that time, we were feeling like, do we have, do we have enough premieres to satisfy the, the folks that are coming in? And so we asked ourselves, okay, we, we're, we made 35 movies this year, which is the most that we've ever, and the most of any single network or, or anybody who's in Christmas right now, we have more than anybody. And we went, what if we put them all in a row so that everybody knows to make an appointment every night at eight, because there'll be a new movie there. And we thought it's gonna be so easy for viewers to remember. They don't have to remember placing our premieres on and um, and just to let it rip. So um, I'm, I'm excited because I think a lot of people do bring out most of their material in November, uh, but we've got just this huge tranche of amazing stuff coming. So. <laughs> Was it hard to convince the team of this? Because, you know, a Tuesday, Wednesday premiere, like it's not the norm, you know, even doing something on Thursday or Friday, like it's just not the norm. Was it a tough sell when the idea first uh, came to you or whoever came up with the idea? I would say this, it, it was a little scary, but I think as a team, we like a little scary, you know, I, I think we just, we really looked at it hard. Our, our, our marketing team, you know, big question for us from our, for our marketing team was if we give you this hook, this idea that starting Black Friday through Christmas Day, you're going to have a new movie every night at eight. Is that something that you feel good about sinking your teeth into and, and working with? And they were like, yes. So it is it is an interesting um it was very bold, uh, and uh, and we debated it probably up until the moment we announced. Uh, but I'm I'm very excited about it, and I know that um, I know that my family is because they'll be watching it every night at eight, and they're really actually very irritated at me because I've been watching the the movies in advance and ruining things for them. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, a quick, a quick follow up, Patrick, just cause it's, uh, related. Um, how much thought when you were kind of planning this and you decided to do it, I've been very intrigued by your competition because this year there's a competition out there unnamed that's doing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday after lifetime has proven that Friday night movies work and that you can do it. Was there any thought like, Hey, if we go daily, the competition will watch this. And if it works, it's just fuel for the fire. Was there any thoughts uh, to the competition when you made this decision? Of course. And I have to be honest with you. I have a lot of friends at said competitors, some who I'm still social with. So it's like playing poker on a a (laughs) Zoom call. But I would say, I would say this, uh, we didn't, we didn't want to announce our schedule till they announced theirs. So 
I was very interested in the poker game because in prior years, you guys have beat them to the punch the last couple of years, at least. So I was, it was just very interesting to see it happen. And then they did a little halfsies. They did a little partial reveal. Oh, what a year it's been. Just very, for a good, somebody who covers them, very frustrating. But I'm sure <laughs> on your end, you're just waiting for it as well. Patrick? Right. Brand's like, give me the, give me the info. Give me the give synopsis. The I'm ready to go. Um, <laughs> so one thing that's interesting about Lifetime um, versus competitors is that Lifetime is not afraid to um, bring in an acquisition, which to our listeners who might not know business speak, that's like when, I don't know how to explain it. When Lifetime acquires uh, a movie from a, a, a third-party producer or a third-party production company. Um, and some of my favorites that I see when they pop up with the little titles, it's like the title card at the beginning of the movie. Uh, there's like Marvista who always does them. And I'm like, ooh, a Marvista joint, let's go. Or like Ninth House is really fun. They always are like super campy. I'm like, oh, a Ninth House one, hooray. Um, so Amy, like what do you look for in an acquisition? And like, do you have any like tips for like if I'm starting Patrick Serrano Productions? Like, what would I need to do to get my movie acquired by Lifetime? <laughs> Not saying he's definitely doing that, but oh no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, we do. We have some really amazing trusted partners in the acquired space. Some of them we do. Uh, we will. We will work with in advance. You know. Um, so we're actually saying to them, okay, we like, we like the idea of this movie, like keep us posted on it. Um, the other, um, uh, you know, the other, some just come to us where they're like, we've produced this, check this out and tell us what you think. And they know us really well. And, um, and they've been a part of our stable for a really long time. So they know the choices that we would make diversity in casting. Um, you know, at Lifetime, we like to kiss a little bit before proposal. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. Me too. <laughs> so, um, so we've been very, very lucky. And, um, and uh, it's, you mentioned some of the, the great ones, you know, we've got brain, I think brain power is fantastic. Uh, Brad Cravoy has brought us um, uh, Chad Michael Murray one, which is phenomenal. So uh, lots of players in there and, and, and we leave a, a number of slots open for the opportunity to uh, buy movies off the street that we think, okay, this, this is perfect for us. So the, you, buy, you buy them off the street. Is that what the, the summary of the, no. Oh, and you wanted to know how you, how you do it. Um, I would, we, I think you can, you can talk to any of those uh, providers. I think they're always looking for a new and clever Christmas script. Um, there some stuff makes it way, it's way to our team directly. Um, in treatment form. And then if we like something, we'll, we'll say, okay, this is interesting. Let's try to flush it out as a, as a script. So um, there's a number of different ways I think you can go about it, but. Oh, I don't really have an idea, but. <laughs> no, no, Patrick's going to find you on the street and just slip you an idea. Yeah, like, oh, fantastic. On, the, on the street, I'm just going <laughs> to drop it and be like, oh, I dropped something. Well, it's for you. Um, you you landed on thirty five this year, the number. Uh, so, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Here, did you have that number in mind and said, "Okay, we know that we can create in house ish this many movies, we'll acquire this many," or did you, you know, see this many acquired movies and say, "Hey, we pulled these and we ended up with thirty five? If you can believe it, we're actually working on the movies for next year. <laughs> right Amazing. Now. So. Wow. 
we did, we have a tremendous amount of flexibility. We had 34 movies last year and we wanted to do more this year. And so when we laid out the structure of the schedule, we thought, okay, well, how many is that? Count them up really quick. Yeah. And, um, and so it's nice to be able to say it's the most Christmas movies we've ever had. Um, and, uh, and then are, already have a stockpile at work on, on the next year. <laughs> Are you, are you able to um, break news here and tell me how many movies you have for next year? We're doing 40. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many we actually have um, designated, but I think that we probably have at least, um, at least 10 identified. Oh, so wow. and some of them, some of them, we might not know the script yet, but we know that, you know, like um, we know that we've made some deals with some, some key talent that we want to make sure come back. So we know, okay, we've got to come up with a concept that's going to work for this particular talent um, so that, because everybody loves him and want to, wants to see him again. So we do a lot of that too. Love it. Um, okay, I have a non-Christmas related question. Um, so I was recently on the I Love, uh, I Love a Lifetime movie yeah. podcast. Um, very fun with Naomi and Megan. And we were talking about a movie coming out this weekend. I forget what it's called, but, um, but basically, uh, my question for you is like, how's the podcast going? And do you think Naomi and Megan can be in a Lifetime movie soon? Because, uh, I was shocked to find out that they haven't been in a Lifetime movie. And they're, <laughs> they're the stars of the podcast. They're hilarious. And we actually had them host a whole day when we did, um, the latest version of um, Harry and Meghan, yes. uh, which was delightful. Um, I, uh, yeah, I think that they're hysterical. And I think that, um, I'm sorry, what? what, what uh, we need to find a vehicle for them to be in a Lifetime movie is what I'm saying, basically. Well, you know what? We'll have to figure out which thing that they want, which, which part, appeals to them the most is it the holiday one or they seem to oh. really gravitate towards those thrillers i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i think they would be happy to be like the nosy neighbor or like anything <laughs> like that you know maybe just someone who gets killed at the beginning you know uh, yeah. they, they probably do whatever whatever you say amy you're the boss so they're like oh, amy's the boss let's do what she says <laughs> when, they, when that initially when they were talking about doing that Initially, I kept saying that I, th I thought that the, the title of it should be What the Hell Happened on Lifetime Last Night. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely true. But yeah, the podcast is so great. Congratulations on that. And I was so happy to be a guest because uh, they're just like two comedians like me, just like out there loving Lifetime. Yeah, they're 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 a lot of fun. And we will. We, we need to we need to figure out how we get them into something. Cool. I, I'm excited for that. <laughs> the the big scuttlebutt right now in the made for tv world at least in our space is the uh the new arrival of a new network and all of the uh i don't know very uh pity things that are happening like in announcements and like just the back are you as entertained Cause I'm just like, I, I got, I don't got a dog in the fight. I don't care. I just think it's hilarious. I think it's fun. It makes me laugh. Are you as entertained by watching the back and forth and Hey, we're going to bring back a dead guy from a show. Like, are you as intrigued by all of that? It, I, I do enjoy reading about all of it. Just try, trying to figure out the lay of the land and what's happening and why and how. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see another um, competitor coming into this space who obviously has a huge track record 
as well. I'm not I'm not concerned. I'm not worried. We run our race. We know how to run our race for our I don't audience. I don't think you should be concerned. <laughs> it's just it's so funny to watch. I, I want to know your I know you guys have your streaming service, uh, mm-hmm. which is great. What's kind of the how do you guys think about that um, from a, hey, this is more uh, of a linear thing. We want to expand the on-demand. We want to expand our streaming platform. How do you kind of navigate both of those uh, things and uh, kind of planning for the future? Mm-hmm. Well, Lifetime Movie Club is is great. It's direct to consumer and, um, and you know, a number of... Um, our stuff goes there. Uh, Lifetime Movie Network, when we are in Christmas, um, uh, it will be in sleigh bells. And um, anybody who is missing a thriller moment can head over there and enjoy all the, the thrillers uh, on that side of the house. Um, you know, we have a few that are available um, on our on our website, too, for um, in front of the wall, which is great for people. Who, you know, we're just trying to get we're trying to get the movies in front of people as much as possible um, on a number of different platforms. I think, I think because to me, the lifetime brand doesn't necessarily just have exist, have to exist on cable. I think that to our point earlier about talking about it, meaning something, we want to make sure that no matter where our movies travel to, that we're well branded on it and people understand that we made that we made these movies. But um, I would say our, the focus of our energy is always making sure that the, the cable audience is satisfied and feeling like they're special and they're getting it first. But you're, you will see our, our product travel um, everywhere. And the and the other thing that we did this um, summer, which was interesting because we were in um, a stunt called Summer of Secrets, which was more of the true crime space. But we actually did our Christmas in July on the, the S-Pod. Um, you yeah. know, so so we we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we can do that. It's, it's over here for anybody who's looking for it. So and I was thankful we covered a handful of those. Uh, so thank you for giving us some some material. Yeah, and it's really fun to actually go back, like with the Lifetime Movie Club, you can go back and see some older Lifetime movies, classics, like 15 and Pregnant. And that's like nostalgia for me, but also like a, a little bit of a historian, right? You can kind of see the history and the the wealth of uh, content that Lifetime does have. So it's very cool. Yeah, it's, it's actually very interesting to see uh, because you can get, you know, real numbers on what people are, are you know, watching. Um, specifically, and I don't know what it is about Jody Arias, but everybody just oh, so good watching that movie. <laughs> it is a crazy movie. That's one of my favorite Lifetime movies. So the whole story is just absolutely insane. <laughs> um, so speaking of like killers, um, good segue, me. Uh, <laughs> do you, you mentioned Sleigh Bells. Do you think that we'll ever get a Lifetime horror movie, like a Black Christmas type of vibe? Mm. Like, is that my my old producer, Drew, he really, really wanted that to happen. And I got to ask, do you think it could ever happen? A scary Christmas? I don't know. Um, I haven't seen one yet. I haven't seen one do the do the trick yet um that could be really interesting for the for the end of the stunt as we're going back into what we're going to go into for for january so um should maybe he should put something together put a treatment together okay okay like i'm thinking a snowman and (laughs) he's scary a scary snowman maybe like uh 
I don't know. Every, <laughs> every, every idea is a good idea when you're brainstorming, Patrick. That's okay, real good. You're right. You're, right, you're, right. Do, you're doing a great job. Gary Snowman. Alliteration. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we'll get ready to wrap up, Patrick. I want to make sure that you don't have any any more before we uh, let Amy go. Oh, I did. Uh, Amy, are there any job openings at Lifetime <laughs> for, for me? <laughs> um, no, no. This has really just been a a, a, a a little job thing for Patrick. Yeah, to... this is basically my, my interview. Uh, thank you so much for coming to my my job interview. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> no, I'm good. I I. I I feel like we got to know Amy. She got to like talk a little bit about her life and about lifetime. What more could you ask for? I love it. Amy, thank you so much for joining us. Very excited about the Christmas slate this year. Uh, we'll be covering some over here. So uh, congrats on another, uh, at least what seems to be a successful year. I think it's going to be really great. So uh, great job. All right. Thank you so much. You got it. Thank you, Amy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. Set decor is by Plum at Haywood Mall. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on Bramble Jam Podcast Network, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off, whatever you want to. But either way, Thanks so much for your support.